to the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is January 20th. It is a Wednesday night, and we finally have reached the final four in the National Football League. Two AFC, two NFC divide for a spot in Tampa Bay for February 7th in the Super Bowl. Well, what a weekend we have. And, of course, we just had a wild weekend of divisional round action A lot of last performances, a lot of hugs, kisses, lots of goodbyes for sorting quarterbacks uh, in this divisional round. But, of course, as always, to bring you this action and this coverage from this weekend, I bring on the one, the men, the myth, the legend. It's Aiden Coops. Aiden, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for the kind introduction. I'm doing well. Excited to talk about football as we do every week here. Uh, Getting down. To the home stretch, final four teams, and uh, you know it was, a, it was a decent weekend in terms of uh, you know how how good the games were. Yeah, um, but I I do think both games could be at least interesting, if not the most like down to the wire this upcoming Sunday. Uh, but as always, you know it's conference championship Sunday. It's it's a good time. I'm pretty sad the football's almost over. It's, yeah, it gets that time where. You know, you're funneling in, and it's finally kind of coming down to these last couple weeks. And, you know, this past weekend was fine. I think I want to start off with the Saints-Buccaneers game. And I think both of us thought this is probably uh, the least anticipated game of the week. We really did not think this was going to be that great of a game. But, you know, this is this is Drew Brees' probably last game as a Saints uh as a player for the Saints. And, you know, I'm living in Lafayette. I'm a Purdue fan, so I understand the whole Drew Brees phenomena. Uh, you know, it's hit me a little bit. And, you know, it is sad to see him go, but uh, I, I really don't care. I, I really don't like the Saints a whole lot. But I will miss Drew Brees as a quarterback. But overall, last game for him, what, what do you have? Any words as Drew leaves the picture of the National Football League? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of sad, honestly. I, as I don't never loved him, but you know, I mean, as we see a guy like Breeze, a guy like Rivers, um, you know, Eli, who retired obviously a couple, I guess last last off season. Yeah. Um, you know, Ben Ben may retire. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Ben Roethlisberger retired. Yeah. Um, it's just it's you know that that for as long as I've enjoyed watching football, that has been those guys have been pillars of the league, you know, along with yeah. like a Peyton uh, Brady, who obviously doesn't look like he's anywhere near the end, um, which is kind of <laughs> crazy, but yeah. yeah, it's just kind of, kind of not sad, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird to see them kind of exit the game. And, and, you know, I think the NFL is in pretty good hands with the, the group of young quarterbacks that they have. Uh, but at the same time, it, it is interesting. Like, you could go down the list of teams now and, and there are a lot of teams that I think you could argue are in the market for or need a quarterback. And what we're seeing is that there's not with these retirements and with some of the high draft picks, not necessarily playing as well as we thought they might have. We've got a lot of teams uh, who have a high demand for a quarterback and we don't have a ton of supply. So I think that's going to be an interesting uh, storyline to move to, to monitor this off season. Yeah, and I want to go back to Saints fans because the Saints, I think, have one of the most obnoxious fan bases and just are full of crybabies because 
Yeah, I was watching this TikTok live stream the other night of this guy, real passionate uh, fan of the Saints. And this guy's crying. I mean, he's like, he, he, he almost lost, like, he lost, like, a, a relative. I mean, when Drew Brees retired, he's like, oh, this is Drew Brees' last game. You know, this is horrible. This is awful. You know, and, and he's blaming Jared Cook for, uh, for the loss, the Saints loss. And he's just... Over and over, and, and you know, as I do, because I like to antagonize Saints fans, I was typing in the chat, I said, yeah, that's right. That's how it feels to have your quarterback retire right before the season starts. How does it feel? <laughs> and I just was just berating this guy with comments. And, you know, it just, yeah, how does it feel to lose a Super Bowl by Tracy Port? Yeah, this is how it feels to lose in the – yeah, I'm not over that either. I'm sorry. Right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm always – uh, that Saints Colts game, I'm a Colts fan. I'm never gonna let that go. I, that Peyton Manning could have had more race. I'm sorry. I'm just never gonna let that go. So you know, how does that feel? You know, oh, Drew doesn't get to win another Super Bowl. Oh, boo hoo, boo hoo, Saints fans. I just, I get so tired of Saints fans. Oh, they robbed the, in the Rams game. They robbed him. Drew had a t- had Drew had a chance in overtime to win the game and threw an interception. So I, all these Saints fans are just crybabies and just absolutely obnoxious when it comes to this. I mean, I like Breeze, but the fans, I just, Yeah, I think, you know, I think two things can be true when you look at this kind of situation. One, Breeze really pioneered what is now kind of the age of the small quarterback, you know, with with Russ, with Kyler, with all these guys coming in. Um, And and he should be admired for that, in my opinion. he leaves a great legacy. And and secondly, uh, the, the other thing that can be true is it's going to be kind of fun to watch Saint fans who've, who've had it good their whole life with uh, with Drew now have to, to kind of go through the QB carousel uh, to watch probably some games where Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill is starting at quarterback because of Sean Payton's affinity for Taysom, uh, potentially somebody else um, because – uh, team teams that have these quarterbacks that are on their team for ten plus years and the stability and I experienced it as a Giants fan. I mean, Eli played every single game, uh, like his whole career as a Giants fan. And so when he retires or and when we drafted Jones, it's like, hold on, wait, like there's you have to like you you're not guaranteed to hit on your next quarterback. Like it, it's it's almost shocking because when you've had that luxury and now as Saints fans are going to have to hope that they can find, you know, the successor. And, and I'm not sure personally that, that Taysom is that guy. Well, and I hate to keep bringing back the TikTok guy, but it's just so funny because I have to bring him back because he's crying. He's like, oh, I'm such a spoiled Saints fan because I won one Super Bowl with Drew Brees. I'm so spoiled. It's like, look, man, you won one Super Bowl with a guy. Right. How about 30 years ago when the Saints were – Archie Manning was the quarterback. He was getting drilled every other play, and you guys were wearing brown paper bags over your heads. Yeah, yeah. Go, go live in that generation and, and complain. Well, Then the, I, I mean, can understand. If, you've, if, if your team has won a world championship in whatever sport, I don't care what it is, if your team has won the yeah. championship within the last 20 years, you're good. Like, don't yeah. complain because there are so yeah. many other fan bases – that have suffered for way longer. So don't give me that. You had yes. Drew Brees for 15 years yeah. and you were guaranteed to be, yes, I know they choked in the playoffs like boo hoo, 
but like you, you were guaranteed to be among the top, the best team in the NFC for what the last fifteen years. The the only fan bases I feel bad for are Minnesota, Detroit, Cleveland, and hmm, I I wouldn't say Jet. Well, maybe Jet fans. I mean, yeah, I, I'd say Jet. Yeah, fans. I think Jet that's fans. that's about it. I, I mean, Jet those fans. four, and sometimes Chicago Bear fans, but not really. But sometimes, but. I am not worried about New Orleans. I do not feel bad for them. They make the playoffs all the time. They've had multiple chances to win Super Bowls and choke them away. I I don't feel sad for any Wait, of those you just don't, fans. You don't, people don't understand as fans, people take making the playoffs way, way, way too too much for granted. It, it, it is just to make the playoffs as a fan of a losing team, and I have been a fan of a losing team for a few years now. You know, just just that we had the chance to make the playoffs this year at six and ten meant so much. Whereas, you know, these guys like the Saints fans are like, "Well, we went out in the second round." They're crying. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh, it's no. Just obnoxious. You're privileged. You're privileged, and I'm going I, to enjoy seeing you ride through the Taysom Hill I experience. I I've never gotten more enjoyment as somebody just bawling. And usually, I'm a pretty sympathetic guy, but this guy on TikTok was just ranting on and on. It it is almost like he had gotten shot. It almost seemed as someone had shot him in the in the hip or something. It was crazy. This guy cried. I mean, I I'd never seen somebody cry like this. And all over the Saints and Drew Brees. And now I'm a passionate NFL fan. You know, and I, I guess I felt that way with Andrew Luck retired. But other than that, that and that's worth the well, and that's worth that. And I mean, I, I get it. Like at some level, I get it. Like you guys have loved Drew Brees to 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 have yeah. it think in that it is his final game, um, and to have to kind of you know when when not to not to defend this guy and not to make make it sound like the Luck thing was was any like not was not as bad as it was. The luck thing was just kind of a news drop and kind of a gut punch, I feel like. For yeah. Whereas yeah. With, with this one, it's like that second half of that Saints-Bucks, if you're a Saints fan, you know it's over. But you just have to slowly watch it wow. burn and burn and Brady well, to win the game. And, and, and it just kind of slowly yeah. keeps resonating in your mind. Well, yeah, this is the last time we're going to see Drew Brees. And, and it may be the last time that we're yeah. – uh, really one of the better teams in the league for a while because I really think that this team is not really headed in the right direction because they're way below the salary cap and they have some gaping holes on their roster. And they need a quarterback, so that's a problem. Well, you don't think Jameis starts next season? Well, I th- it's, it's a, well everything that I've heard is, is Taysom Hill's the guy because Sean Payton. Oh, okay, Taysom, okay. That is – Okay. Because I don't know, I still think Jameis has a chance. I do too. System, I do too. But it's just they don't like him that much. I clearly, I know they let him throw a touchdown. That was, that was cool, I guess. I I know I know a few people that could use Jameis. I'll tell you that. Right now. <laughs> yeah. I know I know a few teams. So. Yeah. I I mean, when if they want to trade him, that's fine. Um, but let's move on a little bit to another retirement that I'm actually pretty happy about. My Indianapolis Colts. Uh, had a quarterback this season who was okay at the beginning of the season, then pretty good late. People were kind of behind him, and he decided to finally retire down in Miami, start coaching high school football, and have 20 more children. Billy Rivers is now retired, and I'm so happy for him. Congratulations. Let's give it up for Phil. 
Let's give let's give a round of applause. Yes, congratulations to Phil. Congratulations, to old Philly boy. Uh, he, you know, took us to the wild card, gave us a good show for our money, and now we get to move on uh, in the Indianapolis Colts franchise. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think this one's a really nice kind of mutual. Uh, it's beautiful. Well, and, and the Colts are a well-run organization. I think this is a good, uh, good move by by Rivers to not let this drag out. Um, he he's happy. He walks away from the game uh, happy and, and and fulfilled by all indications. Um, and and for the Colts, they get to kind of assess the market, see which which direction they want to go at quarterback. Whether you know that be uh, uh, Jacob Eason, I guess. Uh, but I, I will say, I, if you're drafted in the fourth round, more likely than not, you're not an NFL quarterback. And I feel like fan bases, like the Jared Stidham thing, like that guy was a fourth-round pick. He was never a legit quarterback. Pat's fans were like, he's the guy. Belichick's like, he thinks he's the guy. No, he wasn't the guy. Eason, maybe he is the guy. But but the hit rate on these late-round quarterbacks is extremely, extremely low. So anyone who thinks Eason's going to step in and just be the guy, maybe. But I don't think there's a great chance of that happening. If I were the Colts, I'd probably try to trade it for Darnold or Stafford. Uh, not sure how realistic either of those are, but that would be kind of the, the priority number one, if you ask me. That sounds like a pretty good move, and, and that sounds like the smart choice, but I'm going to come out and say this. From the inner heart, I really, with all my mind, body, soul, and spirit, want Deshaun Watson. And I just know that's not going to happen. It can't. But it won't. It, it can't happen, but I just want him so bad. I want Deshaun so bad because I know if he comes on this Colts team, we will be we would be so great together. We'd be so great if we had Deshaun. I can just imagine it right now, but that's just not going to happen. And I, I wish we could offer some Godfather package to Houston. And you know, if too bad we don't have Billy O'Brien anymore because Billy would be like, oh sure. I'll trade you a potato chip for Deshaun Watson. Like right. that'll be fine. Right. Like, but you know, that's just not it's not the way the world works anymore down there in Houston. So, you know, we'll we'll see. I'm yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Sammy Darnold, Matthew Stafford. Um, from what I'm getting from Colts fans around me, they're not super excited about either of those choices uh, going forward. But I mean, if you could get Stafford, that'd be pretty impressive. I don't know. Uh, I'd be, that'd be pretty he's nice. pretty good, man. I, I, know, I mean, if he can stay on the field, yeah, and not yeah. be injured. Yeah. So. But uh, I, yeah, for uh, it's very interesting going into this off season what we're doing, and then there always is the backup plan, uh, the extra rabbit up the sleeve, if you will. Uh, there always is Jacoby Brissett to come back, right. who, right. you know, he sort of proved himself until he got injured. Always a chance he could come back. But, you know, it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Colts, you know. And you never know. What if Andrew Luck comes back? That's another <laughs> door. Hey, We're always leaving the light on for you, Andrew. Come home whenever you want to. It's fine. Do that. Do that. Always, always uh, leave that. that door open. Yeah, but uh, – yeah, but speak. Yeah, this Deshaun thing uh, is very interesting because wh- where do you think he ends up? Because he's not going to be in Houston anymore. That that is for sure. He's not well, taking another snap. Like to Houston. Yeah. So where do you think he lands? 
And what, what do you think would be the best place for him to land? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the Dolphins and the Jets clearly seem to be able to offer the most uh, in terms of a, a potential package just because, you know, having the second pick or having the third pick, you get to really kind of pick your own guy at quarterback, I, I guess, or you could, I guess, throw into a, uh, both so, those teams actually also have second first-round picks this season. Um, oh, so you think Tua would be on the table then as a I mean, if ultimate you're, if you're trading, for Miami? If you're trading for Watson, I don't see why not. But yeah, I, I, I think it'd be something like if they even wanted Tua. Like, that's the thing. Like, maybe they just want that third pick. They want to take, you know, Justin Fields. They don't even want Tua. They'll take some more picks instead. I, I don't know what they would – prefer if I knew what they'd prefer and be able to more kind of uh, assess who would be the main contender. Um, but if you're the Dolphins or Jets, I mean, particularly if the, you're the Dolphins, given that you have a, a team that, you know, won 10 games this year, um, but really just kind of lacked a stud quarterback. Uh, I think it's kind of no question if you could get Deshaun Watson, you, you get him um, regardless of really what Tua has done. And, and, and maybe if Tua had had a Herbert like year, uh, you don't go for Watson, but he didn't. He was pretty pedestrian. And uh, I, I think you make that move if you're Miami. You certainly make it if you're the Jets. Um, I think, you know, I guess Carolina has been involved in, in some talks, maybe by, according to Schefter, I think. I mean, I, I look, I mean, 20, 25 teams maybe in the league probably should make the call, just check in with them because he's that good. Um, certainly, I think my Giants should give him a call. See if they don't see how they feel about Dan Jones. <laughs> yeah. You know, probably not favorably, but you make that call. I, I would love the Carolina thing because yeah. then that would open up Teddy Two Gloves. And I would love Teddy Two Gloves as a Colt. Okay. Just saying. He would be a good good quarterback to get if he could. That, that, that'd be really great, um, you know, if he opens up. But, you know. The ultimate, the ultimate is you want Deshaun Watson. That's not going to happen. Who else can you grab? You know, and and you kind of got to think if you're Chris Ballard, what, what you're thinking about right now is just who who's your best offer on the table. You know, you know, Darnold's not going to be a Jet for much longer. You know, uh, who who can possibly move the most? And I I trust that he can make a good decision. I just hope it's not a 45 year old quarterback who can't move. That's all I really want is someone who can move around. Well, I, I mean, I bit. think pretty much yeah. any option here gets you a guy who can move unless you draft like Mac Jones, but even Mac Jones can kind of run around. So, you know, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of good options. Um, it's just the hard part of it is which, which one do we go with? Cause none of them clearly, you know, there's no, there's no trade that's like, okay, yes, done deal, because obviously, as we know, Houston will not be trading him inside the division. So there's no trade where it's like, okay, yes, boom, no-brainer, we're going with that. That's our new quarterback. They don't have a draft pick high enough to take a real franchise changer, in my mind. They may still go with a guy like Mac Jones. Uh, But to me, it seems like they've got a lot of options. None of the options are, like, great, but none of the options are bad either. Um, A lot of quarterbacks who I think could be really good in Frank Reich's system. Um, and certainly I think there won't be much of a downgrade no matter which way you go from Rivers because I think Rivers was solid but not great. All right, so we got through the retirements here. Weekend of divisional football. I thought Saturday was pretty solid, pretty pedestrian. 
Ravens-Bills was a very underwhelming game, I thought. Yeah, um, very boring. I didn't pay attention to a lot of Rams-Packers. I took a nap during that because I thought the Packers would pretty much handle the Rams, and, and they did. Um, I, I think I predicted like a three-touchdown uh, win for the Packers, and that, I, was, I was pretty close. I mean, it, I think they won by like two, two touchdowns, and they could have scored three if they didn't stall on the last possession to run the clock out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they pretty much handled business at home at Lambeau like I thought they would. Um, and Ravens-Bills, man, I, I don't know what the heck was going on. Justin Ticker – sorry, Justin Tuck was missing kicks. Uh, I don't – I mean, there was – I guess it was very windy in Buffalo. I, what, I don't know what was going on with that game. That was, that was a funky game. Yeah, I don't really think – I think across the board all the games were kind of underwhelming. Um you know, I didn't think there were any like great, great games. Obviously, I thought I thought Chiefs Browns was actually pretty it was good. it was good. It was definitely good. That was probably the best game of the week. Yeah, that was the best I think for sure. Um, you know, with with the Saturday games, yeah, I mean, both teams kind of took care of business. Um, the Bills, you know, didn't look great doing it. Only two hundred and twenty total yards, and they win by what? Two and they only ran the I mean, ball what? three times in the first half yeah yeah so they were weird i mean you know if you just look at look at the box score it's like okay ravens outgained them by 120 total yards like they were averaging one more yard per play they got more first downs they were better on third down you know yeah but then they win by two touchdowns so i guess i guess i just don't understand when you have zach moss and devin singletary how you only run the ball three times in the first half yeah i i guess i just don't understand that but Maybe, you know, uh, McDermott will explain it to me someday. I, I, I don't know. But, you know, that was weird. And, and then the Chiefs-Browns uh, game, of course, that fumble out of the end zone had to be a touchback. That's such a Brownsy play. Um, you yeah, know, that was reminds, the play. You know, that was the play that could have saved the Browns. Yeah, and it reminded me of the uh, – what, what was that in the 80s? Was it or Ernest Ernest, uh, oh, what was the was it the fumble? It wasn't the drive, but it's one of the Cleveland games where he fumbles and he's at like the ten yard line. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he fumbles. I what, Ernie something. I I, I don't Ernie know Banks or something. No, no, no <laughs> Mr. Cubs. <laughs> Ernie Banks. No, it's like Ernest Byers. Or I I can't remember his name, but just uh, a whole <laughs> lineage of just unlucky Cleveland plays and yeah. the fact that they couldn't call targeting on that. Uh, was it under because it was under two minutes? That's why they couldn't review it, or can you just not review targeting? Is uh, that this? This is a problem real? in in some professional sports, but mostly in the NFL. There has got to be some way to review for a potential call, and and I know we've tried this. I, I guess with the passion fears thing that was kind of a disaster, but look, I mean there has to be either some sort of like second challenge you get, like in the NBA, they, they give you the ability to challenge a call, like not challenge a, a ruling on the field, like challenge that there should have been a foul on the play. And I think that's totally reasonable because you get situations like this. And, and don't we get this every year where we get one, call, yeah. one missed call or one thing that was kind of clear, wasn't called for whatever reason. And then it's just like, well, eh, well, we missed it. Let's move on. Um, that totally didn't screw the Browns in a game they lost by five points. Like, I don't get that. That pretty much totally screwed the Browns. Because wasn't there like a, wasn't there, won. 
wasn't there a call in like the Dolphins Tannehill, the one Tannehill playoff game that he played for Miami against Pittsburgh? Yeah. Wasn't there a call at the end? Or maybe that was Jacksonville. Wasn't there some game a few years ago where it like ended on a penalty? And it was something well, with the Jacksonville or something. I, I, I forget. Remember exactly which one, but like, there's been so many. Like, obviously, yeah. the Rams Saints, um, the the Jacksonville one against New England, where it was like Miles Jack wasn't down, and if he if he's allowed to to score that, uh, I think it was a pick six or a fumble six against New England, they, they probably win that game. Um, yeah. It just feels like there's one of these every year, and every year we just kind of go. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and you know, sometimes you can't challenge, and sometimes you can't. You can't challenge under two minutes, right. which is stupid. That's the dumbest rule, I think, in in, in the NFL. It's one of the dumbest because I remember Thanksgiving, like twelve years ago, Arian Foster had his knee down against Detroit in Detroit, picks up and runs it in for a touchdown, and Schwartz. Jim Schwartz, who used to coach the Lions, for people who don't know that, he throws the challenge flag, and it's like, oh, it's under two minutes. You can't challenge that. Right. Why the hell not? Well, and the other Why thing, can't you challenge The it? other thing that just – it doesn't even – like, I think a challenge makes sense. It doesn't even have to be a challenge. It literally can be – like, we they, we always talk about how we've got all these guys in New York, right? Like, the, the replay oh, yeah. guys in New York. Like, let's go back to New York. Mike Pereira and Dean Blandino and all these guys. Yeah, let's go back to the magistrate. Yeah, like they've you got know, this I, like compound in New York. Yeah. But like, okay, then why can't New York phone in and go, hey, that was targeting. This is a huge play call that could potentially swing the game and did swing the game in the Chiefs' favor. And just, just hey, uh, this it's New York. Yep, uh, that was targeting. We're going to go ahead and flip that one because we're watching the game. Yeah. There's no other NFL games on during this time. This is the only game we're yeah. watching. I get maybe, maybe it's just a postseason rule because that's when it really matters, right? Like, because yeah, yeah. then your then your attention is only on that one game. Whereas I get that, like in a normal Sunday, you'd be watching like ten games. Maybe it'd be a little harder. In if it's one Sunday in the postseason or Saturday, you've got to be able to make that change because it's such a big play and it came back to haunt the the Browns. Yeah, this isn't Jags versus Broncos in London. Right. This is a playoff game. Right. Right. Like, what are you doing? Right, that You're was like, decided it's, by it's five not points. Hard. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And and then the other thing out of this Chiefs game, I guess, is obviously is Patrick Mahomes going to be ready for Sunday. Right, but it uh, seems like he will be. Now. He will be. I I don't know if he will be at 100%. Right. Is my question. Right. Um, I've already seen the lines. It looks like he's going to play, but, you know, and how healthy and, and how healthy does he really need to be? And, you know, out of that game as well, Chad Henney, who, you know, you think of Chad Henney, you think, oh, Michigan, oh, lost to Appalachian State. That, that's what I think when I think of Chad Henney and the group of seniors that just disappointed millions in Ann Arbor. Uh, by losing to that Appalachian State team. Mm. Um, you know, that's what I think of Chad Henney for. But then he just totally redeems himself yep. by running a four, a third and 13 out of his ass, just running it, just just scrambling. Like he's, I don't know, uh, Steve Young? I don't know. I can't even think of a good comparison. That's probably heresy in some people's minds to compare Chad Henney to Steve Young. But it was a Steve Young-like run, and – he just somehow manages to get like 
fourth and inches. He's that close. And Romo thought he had it right. for, for a minute. Right. Romo thought he had it. I almost thought he had it. Apparently he had like a shoulder down. And then they go for it on fourth and inches. He gets I think he passed it to Hill, right? Yeah, it was a I little think. sprint play to Hill. Uh yeah. basically, you know, a sprint is where it's just you go, quarterback gets it, you take off, you've got one route. If that route's not there, you're screwed. But when you got the fastest man in the league, uh, that route's going to be there. So great call by Andy Reid. Took some guts. But at the same time, you know, you're like, you hear people say, oh, this guy's so ballsy. Well, again, yeah. like what I just said, that is pretty much a guaranteed completion unless he drops it given his speed and it just kind of design of the play. So When you're the defending Super Bowl champions, you can run. Mm-hmm. What do you have to lose at this point? Right. You're a defending Super Bowl champion. And I'm going to say it right now, and I know this is going to sound really dumb. Tyreek Hill is the best football player living right now on this earth. Whoa. I'm serious. He he is the best football player living on this earth. And I will tell you this. He may end up being the best player I've ever seen. He is the fastest human being, and he is so talented. He is. He is a, a stunning and, blend of, of speed and skill. I mean, I just it, – it's crazy. I mean, I look at him. I play him on Madden. I'm just like, oh, my God, how is this guy allowed to play not only football but sports in general? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how this guy's allowed on a football team. And, you know, I was rooting for the Browns on that game. And uh, I was kind of mad they didn't win. I was kind of hating the Chiefs a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like, ah, man, I kind of want to see a Browns-Bills AFC championship, which if that would have happened, I uh, I don't know what the world That would have been great. I, that would have been great. Oh, my God. It just would have been phenomenal. Um, but, you know, and so – and then we kind of talked about Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Yeah. I just thought I thought that game was kind of blah, and and we projected that. I mean, we thought you that, would be and a it game. was just a lot of interceptions and a lot of you know, Drew didn't play well. I know everybody's like, oh, we're riding off in the sunset. Not every player gets to ride off in the sunset. I'm sorry, nope. it just doesn't get to happen. No one gets to happen to the best players, you know, like Peyton Manning and Ray Lewis, and just and to name a few. Not always. I mean, it, not always even the best players. It, it just doesn't always work that way. Uh, yeah. So look. Breeze, you know, largely, I mean, we've said it already. He, he just didn't have it this year. He never had it. His wife, yeah. I guess, was uh, posted something on Instagram that said he was, um, you know, dealing with a, a, a variety of injuries. I, I don't doubt that. Um, well, yeah. I you mean, know. he had lacerated kidneys. I mean, it, yeah. Like, shout out to Drew Breeze. I, I think the guy is yeah. uh, one of the all-time I quarterbacks mean, and competitors, so. I don't think he gets a standing ovation, but he gets a small golf clap. Yeah. Thank you. Small golf clap. Not like Philly Rivers who gets the standing ovation, but small, small golf clap. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been one of the greats for as long as I can remember, and, and shout out to him. Um, Tampa Bay um, didn't really play well. I guess the defense played pretty well, but again, like, I just don't think this Saints team was that good. I mean, we talked about it last week. The Bears easily could have beaten this team. Um, that was absolutely in the cards if you watched that game and, and didn't look at the score. Um, so, hey, I mean, I wasn't shocked by this result. Um, 
again, like not a great Tampa Bay game, but I just don't think New Orleans really came to play. Um, you know, with the uh, – there's just not that much to say about this game. You're right. It was kind of boring. Uh, beyond the obvious Brady Breeze storyline, it's not too interesting to me. It was just – you know, I was in a bar full of Saints fans who were bandwagon Saints fans because Drew Brees is on the team. Right. So that's really annoying. So I had to, like, pretend for, like, an hour or two that I was, like, a real big Saints fan, uh, which was kind of annoying because I didn't want to get beaten up in a bar. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just how it goes. That's how life goes around here. Um, but now we go into championship week. This is a fun weekend. Uh, first we get the NFC, and then we get the AFC at night because they alternate. And the two bays get to play each other. We've seen them play this season already. And if I recall, didn't Tampa whoop Green Bay? Is that what I'm recalling? That yes, happened, Tampa right? Bay killed Green Bay. Tampa Bay killed Green Bay. These teams used to be divisional opponents back in the heyday with Warren Sapp and Brett Favre chatting with each other. So there's old rivalries renewed at Lambeau Field. Supposed to be snowing, from what I hear, especially in both games. Supposed to get some snow. Uh, very cold weather. Um, and the line, I want to say, uh, I believe it's Green Bay by three. I believe. Okay. Yeah, it's Green Bay by three. The game's at 305 on Fox. You got Troy and, and Joe doing that. Um, yeah, I like the Packers by, by two touchdowns. Yeah. Um... Interesting one, right? Because obviously, as you mentioned, Tampa Bay figured out Green Bay earlier in the year to to a large degree. They they beat them pretty badly. Um, you know, really the only team to be successful if you look at the numbers blitzing against Aaron Rodgers this season. Um, but I think uh, you're not going to find many people that will make the Buccaneers upset pick. I'm kind of surprised that line's that small. Uh, I think a lot of people will be on Green Bay, um, and I, I'm 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 right there with them. I think uh, Green Bay by ten. I just think that game was early in the season. I don't think Green Bay had their sea legs yet, and they needed a wake up call. That's the wake up call they got. Uh, it's a revenge game for Rogers. Right. We don't we don't get a lot of whole Rogers Brady so. You know, now Brady's up at Lambeau. It's going to be snowing. It's going to be cold. It's not going to be in a dome. It's not going to be in Tampa. So, you know, I like – and I know he used to play in Foxborough, but he's been in Tampa for a couple months now. So, yeah, he's been used to some warmer weather. Yeah, I just think Green Bay uh, has a quarterback advantage. Um, I think they have a – an offensive advantage as a whole. And when you look at Tampa Bay, this offense, sure, it has a lot of firepower, but, you know, they haven't been incredible, uh, at least in the postseason. You know, that, that kind of narrow win over Washington and then this one where it looked like the Saints kind of had the game in, at halftime and then they I guess they kind of battled back. Uh, I just think Green Bay is playing better than anyone else in the NFC. And they have for they have been for some time now, and I think Green Bay is yeah. is the one NFC team that I think can 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 win the Super Bowl this year. And I just you know I'm tired of people saying Green Bay does not have enough. They weapons. do. They have yeah. they have Lizard. 
They have scaffolding. They have Aaron Jones. They have Devontae Adams and the Adams family. I'm telling you, yeah. man, they've got some really good t- – they got Funyan. He's a great tight end. I'm telling you. They have a lot of stuff going on. They even got Mercedes Lewis. I mean, they've got some really nice uh, receiving talent for Rodgers, and they're starting to get it going. I just – I like them a lot. And more importantly, they have Aaron Rodgers, and he's the MVP. Oh, well, yeah. um, And he's going to carry them. I think he just puts them on his back, as he has been all year. So I think that one's probably the Packers, and I think on the other side is is maybe the the more uh, more interesting – the closer, yeah. closer one. I uh, 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 the Buffalo Bills, and by the way, no one circles the wagons quite like those Buffalo Bills. Uh, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium, where we will see a concussed Patrick Mahomes take the field. Okay. Kansas City by three is the is the odds out there in Vegas. Kansas City by three, and these teams have they played each other this season? I can't remember. It's been a long season. They have not. No, they did. They did. They that's played what, the one what, game in they did. Buffalo, okay. uh, which I think wasn't that like a Tuesday or yeah, something? Yeah, it was or a Tuesday or something weird. Weird game. I can't exactly remember. I think I assume Kansas City won. They won more than they did this year. Uh, yeah, let me let me look at this here. Uh, yeah, they won. Back. They won. Yeah, Chiefs won twenty six to seventeen out in Buffalo. Yeah, that was the nineteenth of October. Yeah. So that was Could a while. Not ago. put much stock in that, given that it's the twentieth or twenty first of January. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm not gonna really put much stock into that game. I, I actually, I'm going with the Bills, man. Screw it. Um, I, this doesn't. Again, this does not make a lot of sense. Okay, based on what we've seen, they should have lost. No, Bill's Mafia doesn't. They should have lost to Indy. Let's be clear. They should have lost to Indy. They probably easily could have lost to Baltimore. Um, But I just think this team's finding a way. And if we get, you know, maybe 80% of Mahomes, it might just be enough for them to squeak this one out. Well, I can already see you jumping through a white beer pong table and. Going crazy after this one. But let's, but get, let's get back down to earth here. It doesn't matter. It's like this, okay? <laughs> and they talked about Michael Jordan when he was sick or whatever. Michael Jordan at 50% is 100% as a, as a, as a regular human being. Would be. You understand what right. I'm saying? So, so when Patrick Mahomes is 80%, that's like 200% for like a regular person. Right. So even if he is 80%, it's still Patrick Mahomes. And he's still going to make the no-look passes and the Magic Johnson-esque type of stuff he does on a football field. And I think the Chiefs win this game by two touchdowns. Wow. At home. So you don't think it's going to be close. I just think the Bills had a rough time last week. Allen had a tough time last week getting going. And you can't do that against Kansas City. So if that sputters at all on the offensive side of the ball, they find themselves in a very terrible position. And I think Kansas City wins by two. Well, but it's not like Kansas City was looked, you know, looked like, like the undefeated Dolphins against uh, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean... You know what? You know what? Let me change my let me change my pick. I'm gonna go. 10. Okay. I think Kansas City wins. Okay, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, look, I 
Am I going out on a bit of a limb with this Bills pick? I'm going Bills by three, by the way. Yeah, I am. I, I just I could easily see Kansas City winning this. I could see him winning it by two touchdowns. I mean, they're the defense. Well, I, I can see I can see the Bills winning too. I just if they play like they did last week against Baltimore and Allen kinda has a rough yeah, start no, I get getting that. going. I, get that. I just you know, you can't play like that against the a Chiefs team that can score at literally any moment, no matter how much time you have or whatever. So they can score whatever. And that's what I'm worried about if I'm the Bills and how to stop that offense. Because there's just, like we know, so many weapons. Um, and so that's what I think is going to be the tricky part. No, you're absolutely right. They have a ton of weapons. Um, really enjoy kind of some of the storylines here. Obviously, you got Allen versus Mahomes. If you remember, oh, yeah. the Bills were the ones who initially held the 10th pick in that draft uh, where Kansas City swap picks uh, with them to get No. And okay. yeah, so it's gonna be and a good. Is one. It, wasn't there wasn't there some playoff history between these two? How did he, wasn't this a game? Wasn't there some sort of Chiefs Bills kind of funky playoff game in the past? No, I'm not. No, probably maybe. Not. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. They all mixed together. The Music City Miracle, the Frank Wright game, all those games like mixed right. together. I can't. Right. You know, all of them at some point. But let me ask you this, and this is a this is a fun little game to kind of lead us into prop bets and Super Bowl week and all that kind of stuff that I'd like to do if you're willing. Um, what what do you think for me? Because CBS gets the Super Bowl this year. It's Romo and Nance, and they've got the AFC title. What was would be your favorite Super Bowl matchup going in? Uh, to championship weekend, who would you? Who do you want in the Super Bowl? If you're CBS, okay. If you're CBS, not like my personal. Well, let's do. Well, let's, let's do. do CBS, CBS, and then your own personal. Okay. Um, I think if you're CBS, you probably want Bucks Chiefs. Um, okay. I guess, like, I I'm not sure. You know, I, I'm not sure who the public, I guess, values more, Brady or Rodgers. I assume, you know, the, the Brady-Mahomes passing of the torch kind of storyline would be, you know, I guess what they I, would want. I think we kind of – haven't we kind of beat that to death, though, with the Pats-Chiefs thing? That's true. I mean, I I don't know. Like, it, for me, it'd be Bills-Packers. Um, that's the – that's the okay. matchup I want to see. I don't. I know that wouldn't necessarily draw the biggest audience. Cause I think Mahomes is just a bigger draw than the Bills are. But that that matchup just I don't know. It's just kind of fun to me. I think you know you get Rogers versus Allen, um, two teams that you know. Obviously, the Bills have been much less successful than uh, Green Bay in the in the recent history, but just kind of overall. Neither team has been like crazy successful. Um, two really good fan bases. I, I just like that matchup on paper. I I just I, I want to see the Bills win the Super Bowl, but it works out either way because if they win the Super Bowl, that's awesome. I'm glad they got to win a Super Bowl. But the whole week, you know, it's Super Bowl week. They're going to be playing the Scott Norwood and the wide left and all that. And all week you're going to hear about all the Super Bowls the Bills have lost. And Allen's going to get a bunch of questions like, do you think this team is cursed? Do you think what what's the, you know. And it's going to be kind of funny. And that's kind of why I want the Bills to make the Super Bowl. 
But if I'm CBS, I probably want Chiefs and, and Bucks just because of Mahomes versus Brady, and that usually gets a good. Um, but then Chiefs Packers, I think, is kind of what I want because okay. you get like the State Farm double check, oh, kind yeah, of funny yeah, there little Rogers Mahomes thing. Um, and then I'm kind of with you. Like I wouldn't mind Packers Bills either. I think that'd be a fun one. Um, but it would be kind of cool to get the two MVPs, like Mahomes and Rodgers, because I feel like those probably are like, I feel like those are the two best teams from each conference. And I mean, the Bills have kind of, I don't know. I mean, I think I think Chiefs Packers would be like the best representative of like, oh, this is, you know, it's not like some janky six and ten Giants team. No, no, offense. no, but the, it's. It's, um, that's been I mean? like the those have been the two dominant yeah. teams this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that would kind of fit. I get that. You know yeah, I, mean? I get that. I I just think the the Bills are a fun storyline. Um, oh yeah. Oh no. Don't. Yeah. Obviously. I'm out on the Bucks. I don't want to see the Bucks really at all. I'm sick of the Brady stuff. I don't think this is a very interesting yeah. team. I'm kind of hoping the Packers win just because. You know, Packers, Chiefs, Packers, Bills. I don't care what it is; those two games are going to be really good. I think. Yeah, I think we're in for a pretty good championship week, and I'm pretty excited for the Super Bowl, uh, whatever that happens to be. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for that. We kind of can get on and do some prop. Bets Absolutely, and yeah. Talk prop bets, and because this actually works out great because the weekend is doing the halftime right. show. And I am so excited for that. I don't think I've been excited for a halftime show ever. I'm really. a big weekend uh, fan. In Super Bowl. I love the I weekend too. and I can't wait for this. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, in Super Bowl in Tampa, it would kind of be cool to see Tampa get to play in their own stadium. Right. That would kind of be cool. But like, you know. Still, that's kind of kind of dumb, but whatever. I mean, I just I can't wait for Super Bowl week. It should be fun. Um, I hope we have you on for prop bets, and obviously we'll go over the lines and the picks and the storylines and all that kind of cool stuff. And I, I'm excited for Super Bowl week. It should be a good championship game. Both games uh, should have some inclement weather, so that'll be kind of fun. Maybe we'll get some snow football. That would be great, as that'd, always. That that would that'd be awesome. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this should be a pretty good week. And the lines, the lines are both three, which I think is weird. I don't – has there ever been a championship weekend where both lines were exactly the same? Have we had it this time? Yeah, before? I don't know. I, I probably, although I, I will say I don't think the lines are super great. I certainly think the Packers should be favored by more. Uh, so – Are you are you thinking, like, Packers by seven should be that I, line? I, I kind of think seven would be appropriate, given that I think they'll win by – Double digits. I think the Chiefs' lines. Right I think I, I think it is too, especially with the the small uncertainty yeah. with Mahomes. You know. Yeah, I I mean he's he is playing, right? but what will I he mean, look like? You know all the stuff. Like that. But I will. Uh, yeah, no, I I look forward to the the prop bets. Um, those are always fun. The weekend is going to be awesome. I love the weekend. I'm glad that they're giving him. The platform. I know he's done some more like pop stuff recently, so that's, that's good. Yeah, and have you seen the stuff he's got with his face that he did? That was like a squidward yeah, face. Yeah, that was a little strange. That was frightening. I was actually scared that he did that for realsies, and I was kind of. He scared. could. 
he is a candidate, and maybe we'll talk about this on the prop bets because I'm sure they'll have some good ones. He's a candidate to do something very strange. I don't know exactly what. (laughs) Yes. I think he should bring back uh, LaToya Jackson or Janet, Janet, sorry, Janet Jackson. I think they should redo the old nip slip thing. I think okay, that would be – it's probably the anniversary of that. That so could be uh, one way to go. Uh, let's, let's – I mean, why not do that? I mean, he, he definitely will do something strange. And I don't know what it will be. Um, maybe he'll have like a Nickelodeon telecast. Right. Uh, uh, and he'll be hosting that and they'll, everybody in the stadium will get slimed or – I guess they won't have people in the stadium. At the well, they probably place. will in Tampa, but, uh, honestly. Are you think? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, they will. Yeah, because the governor will. will yeah, he's out. he's fine so, with that. But you know, yeah, maybe he goes with like the shark, the Katy Perry shark route. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't that was like weird. That. That, was, that was weird. Yeah, I didn't like that. Or maybe the Gaga like disappearing into the rafters. That, that was, was cool. cool. I like Gaga. Yeah, the Gaga one is pretty good. Um. But yeah, this is probably the most anticipated I've ever been. Same, because I don't think I've so ever. Weak. <laughs> yeah, and I remember. Well, I was kind of too young to remember this, but when Prince did Miami mm, with the Colts was, Bears, yeah, that was yeah. that was pretty cool. But when I was a little kid, I was like, "Oh, Prince and Michael Jackson are like the same person," and so Prince is really right, weird. right. And I didn't really appreciate Prince until I was like sixteen years old, and I'm like. I'm such an idiot. Like Prince is awesome. Right. And and I'll never get to see him live in a concert, which is sad. But that was probably like the last best one. Um, there's been some others, but like, you know, this weekend one should be epic. I'm I'm so excited for it. I think so too. I'd be interested you know. to see, you know, as as a legit fan what songs he brings out. You know, obviously he's got some big pop hits that I'm sure he'll go to rather than uh, you know, some of the the more low-key stuff which i'm a fan of uh but i like his pop stuff too i think it's, it's all pretty good so i'm excited for it um i will be coming back on for sure uh you can book that uh, absolutely and yeah. i i know football season is coming to an end in college basketball we swivel as nfl fans from nfl to college basketball you probably more than i have been swiveling around more uh, we beat you guys the yep. other night yep. in uh, college basketball. Purdue also, last second shot, beat Ohio State. I want to, after the NFL subsides, I'd like to talk some more college basketball with maybe you or a certain Mr. Callison down in Kentucky oh. uh, a little bit more as March progresses because my hometown and I believe IU are hosting tournament mm-hmm. games in March. So as it's going to be here before we know it. So I kind of want to start switching gears after the Super Bowl. Well, a couple of things. Come on, talk a little more college basketball. A couple of things, two points on college basketball, which you just mentioned. Firstly, I don't think, I don't know that uh, Mr. Mr. Carlson or I will, will have teams that will actually be a part of the tournament, which is uh, unfortunate. But well, you get plenty of time to watch. Uh, so that's, that's my other point. Is I just love <laughs> I I love Matt Painter. Um, that guy is such a good coach. What? He I've heard him talk oh. on podcasts. That guy is an amazing, amazing coach. My Aiden, my heart is fluttering. What are you? What are he you is saying? An incredible coach. You go to dude. you go to IU, right? You go to Bloomington. First off, I haven't been able to fully 
experienced the rivalry. I'm a Notre Dame fan at heart, so maybe this isn't this is okay. me sort of cheating on IU a little bit. But dude, anyone who doesn't think that Matt Painter is one of the best coaches in the country is kidding themselves. That guy is a is an absolute stud of a coach. Painter Painter is able to take a team in the middle of the season, form them into a tournament caliber team, and I once saw him at Annie Ann's Pretzels in the Tippecanoe County Mall. And I stood behind him, and I was too afraid to get his autograph. Oh. But I was able to bask in his glow of greatness. And I got to say, Matt Painter, under the tutelage of Gene Kelly, is one of the best basketball coaches in the country. And he will continue to take this Boilermaker team to prominence. We will win a Big Ten championship, and we could win the NCAA tournament. Just saying. Especially if we get most of our games in the state of Indiana. So, that's good all place, I got to say. Good and by place the way, to leave it off, I think. Oh, by the way, yeah. real quick. Uh, Jack Callison in Kentucky. I hate Kentucky basketball. Hate him to the absolute core. I love Jack, but sorry. I hate Kentucky. I'm glad they stink this year. I'm glad Duke stinks. I'm glad UNC stinks. If all three of those teams don't make the tournament, I'm going to laugh so hard. It'll be great. Yeah, this none of them awesome are good. Um, it's weird. Gonzaga's stacked. Gonzaga's winning it all, but we'll get into college basketball Let's go. later. Let's go. All right, all right. Aiden, thank you always for joining, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you next week. See you later. Hello, and welcome to the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is 341. It is January 22nd, and today is a very sad day because I am here to report now live that NBC Sports Network, NBCSN, has since passed. And to join Hello. me in the sorrow is Patrick Feltz from Bloomington, Indiana. Pat, how are you doing today? Well, I'm actually in Indianapolis, and okay. NBC Sports Network has not passed yet. Uh, it has just been reported. Uh, I'll pull up the, the exact tweet. Uh, that way I can give the reporter their due. So here's the report from John Oren from SBJ Sports Business Journal. NBC has told distributors in some sports leagues that it plans to shut down NBCSN by the end of the year. So uh, we've got, I guess, the rest of this year with NBCSN, but after that, it's gone. And speaking of things we lost today, rest in peace to Hank Aaron. I uh, just want to say that before we uh, talk about NBCSN. Uh, great man, great baseball legend. He will be dearly missed. Yes, he will. and uh... A true pioneer. For the game. Absolutely. For all sport and for, for all of America, really. Yeah, he, he really had a lot. But, you know, back to NBCSN. Back to NBCSN, uh, the channel uh, home to the NHL, yeah. the Premier League, IndyCar, NASCAR, uh, I think occasional Atlantic 10 basketball, uh, the Notre yes. Dame spring game. Yeah. Well, and, it had, uh, it had and that's about it. Notre Dame sports, too. <laughs> It had, I think, Notre Dame hockey for a little while. Uh, I think uh, they pl- they probably play on Big Ten Network because uh, they're in the Big Ten for hockey now. Yeah, but at some point they were on there. I think they do different NBC uh, or different Notre Dame sports as well on there sometimes. Um, but yeah, this is sad. I watch a lot of Blackhawk games on NBCSN. Um, a lot of them are on there. So yeah, it is. Of- uh- it's really the national TV home uh, for the NHL, uh, at least yeah. on weeknights. Obviously, they play some Sunday afternoon games when the NHL, or uh, excuse me, when the NFL is wrapped up. But uh, 
you know, during the week, during the season, uh, in the, in the winter time, a lot of NHL IndyCar, that's really their exclusive channel aside from a handful of races that make it over to actual NBC, uh, NASCAR runs a couple races a year there too. And the premier league, uh, has Saturday morning, Sunday morning fixtures on the channel here in America. But, uh, I'm guessing, uh, I, I tweeted this earlier today, but uh, my guess is that a lot of things are going to move to a combination of USA Network and Peacock. Yeah. So and it's kind of weird because we did – we it would be weird because Notre Dame would sometimes be on NBCSN like one week randomly during the season for football, and it'd just be like, okay, why is it not on NBC, but whatever. Um, I think sometimes they had to move it for other stuff. But like – uh, when you got to move Notre Dame football, that's a big deal. But NBCSN, yeah, you're right. So I think they're trying to funnel in. They're really all in on this Peacock idea, mm-hmm. which is basically like a crappier version of HBO Max, basically, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> with, it's With a little bit of live streaming. So it's, it's like Hulu, yeah. Hulu has live sports, but it's only got uh, simulcasts of Sunday night football. <laughs> yeah, it's just not doing it for me. It shows Premier League commercials on there. It's like, Oh, watch the Prem on here. I'm like, look, I don't watch the Prem when it's on NBC. So if I'm not going to watch it on NBC, then I'm probably not going to watch it on Peacock. Yeah, Are definitely. And, uh, and and the thing is, you know, I think NBCSN, the issue is that they never really had a sport that had mass appeal. And you can say, oh, the NHL is popular and, and EPL is gaining a lot of popularity here in America. But, you know, these sports are all kind of niche. Uh, they have big fan bases, but there aren't a lot of people outside of actual NHL fans who care about the NHL. Or you could say that with soccer too. You can say it with IndyCar. You can say it with NASCAR. It's really just those fans who care about it. You're not going to just find a, an average sports fan who doesn't really have a rooted a rooting interest. Maybe even if it's I, – I guess the thing is also in hockey, and, and this applies to baseball as well, uh, a lot of people just watch their favorite team and nobody else. So they're going to watch their favorite team on the regional sports networks. Uh, they're maybe not going to watch the national TV games versus in uh, the NFL, especially college football and, and even the NBA. People are going to tune in if they're a fan of the sport to uh, the national TV games, along with uh, their favorite teams games. They're going to tune into the big matchups, not just their own team. Uh, whereas in baseball and hockey and I don't know how the EPL is because I, I just don't really know that demographic too well. Um, I think a lot of people just watch their favorite team uh, and they don't watch you know the rest of the league. So I think that might be part of why it failed. They never had the NFL. They never had big-time college football. They never had uh, uh, the big NBA. college basketball. Big-time college basketball or the NBA. So I and think – That's no offense to the athletic or the Atlantic Tech. Nothing wrong with the Atlantic 10. No, it's a fine conference, but uh, it never had any of that going for it, which sucks, but those are the moneymakers in American sport. So, And, you know, I've just concocted a theory as uh, we've been talking here, and I kind of just let, – let, let's just kind of air out a little bit, if you will. But I think, you know, they're going to kind of break away. If you're Dick Ebersole and NBC Universal, you're like, hey, you know what? Let's break away from the, like, 45 and older generation – because they can't turn, they don't want to turn their TVs more than to channel 65 and upper. 
if you go past channel 65, old people are just not watching it. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh-huh. They're, and, just, they're just not watching and it. And young people don't buy cable. They stream. Yeah. So they're stream. So this is a perfect gateway to get rid of the old era, put in a new one. Because I don't know if I'm if this can relate to anybody, but like I'm pretty sure our grandparents they watch they still watch the local news. They still have a home phone landline. So like they always it doesn't matter. Oh, if I leave it on CBS HD, they're gonna flip it back to regular CBS. That's not HD because they know the channel number. It's eight. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're gonna press like, channel eight instead of channel one thousand eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they just, that's well that's because their they thing. they know TV from the era when there were four channels. When there was NBC, CBS, yeah. and uh, and uh, and uh, ABC, ABC, ABC. CBS, ABC. Yeah. How did I forget ABC? I wanted to call yeah. it Fox, but I know Fox wasn't around back in the day. Um, no. But yeah, uh, and and I mentioned USA Network earlier, but I do think that if they keep these things on TV and don't shift entirely to streaming, I think streaming is obviously the future of TV. That's what the young people do, and the young people who are way more into soccer than the older generations. Uh, and that's kind of the big ticket item that uh, NBC's got. They've got the American English premier league rights, uh, which is huge and is only yeah. getting bigger. Even if me and you don't care about it too much, Tommy, it yeah. is a big deal and it's only getting bigger because uh, a lot of teenagers, a lot of kids in their twenties, uh, they really like the English premier league. So <laughs> putting that on a streaming service is the easiest way for them to watch it because they don't pay for cable. Uh, and they might not even have an actual TV in their house to do anything except play video games or whatever. So and, it, and it's free. You put it That's on an the app. Thing about Peacock is it's free. So mm-hmm. you put it on an app. Uh, it seems like a winner to me. But I do think they're going to try and keep it on actual TV on USA Network. Uh, this yeah. makes some sense to me because uh, I think they can do kind of a TNT TBS thing like Turner does. I mentioned this in my tweet earlier too. Uh, you know, Turner, of course, uh, they've got CBS where they'll play the NFL, uh, SEC football, occasional Mountain West football, if you remember that this season, uh, the Sun Bowl, stuff yeah. like that. And Mountain West football also on uh, NBC or CBS Sports Network, excuse me. Um, I think you could see like what Turner does when they put March Madness and baseball and the NBA on TNT and TBS. I think you're going to see that with NBC and USA Network, whereas it's going to be, you know, just sitcom reruns and NCIS or whatever. Ninety percent of the time, I, I don't know what they play on USA Network. Law, Law and Order SVU. Law and SVU. Order Community, whatever happens to be on. Your uncle, your uncle Matt has watched about ninety thousand hours of Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, uh, but in addition to those, like you, you see the, the reruns on TBS of Seinfeld or TNT of uh, the, the classic movies and all that. Yeah. You're going to have sports there too, I think. I think you're going to see NHL games on USA Network. I think you're going to see maybe English oh. soccer on there. I think you're definitely going to see NASCAR and IndyCar on there. Did you say community? I'm sorry to backtrack. Did you is, say community? Is that on USA Network? That's on no, NBC, well, right? no, it's an NBC show, but it's, it's a NBC great show. show. That's why I was just, I didn't I was just referencing it because I was like, it's an NBC show. Great show. Um, great show. Yeah, and USA has already been doing this anyway. They did, uh, they do hockey playoffs a lot. Occasionally, already been stuff, they occasionally so. would do IndyCar races. Yeah, so they've already been doing stuff. I know for the Olympics, USA was a big network. They had a lot of the stuff on. 
Um, so yeah, that's they're the already kind of transferring over to. The- that's the other thing you have to consider: uh, the Olympics. And I'm sure yes. not having the Olympics uh, this year really uh, hurt NBC uh, because. That's their big money maker. They pay so much money for those Olympic rights, and uh, not having the 2020 Olympics can't help. <laughs> and it kind of sounds like there won't be an Olympics, a Summer Olympics, this uh, time around. Oh, they're not doing it in 2022. Uh, in 2021, I don't think Tokyo wants to do it. So I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're going to try and find a replacement site or what. I think you should just do it at uh, Jerry's World. They'll they'll host it. Uh, I think Indianapolis. Give us a chance to host the Olympics. <laughs> you could hold some events at Garen. I don't know. You could do some different different areas. <laughs> I'm just kidding around. Um, but yeah, no. It, it's going to be sad not to have NBCSN. Uh, I don't know. Wednesday Night Rivalry. Rest in peace, Wednesday Night Rivalry. In the NHL. So, uh, Tommy, before we go, what are your memories of nbcsn when it's gone by the end of the year like it sounds like it's going to be the case what will your lasting memories be a lot of uh chicago blackhawk uh playoff games uh-huh on there uh, dan patrick show and dan patrick show was good uh and you know what else i remember i remember uh notre dame university of massachusetts football game where Notre Dame won 63 to nothing. <laughs> and, and that'll be a great memory. I remember watching like the Notre Dame spring game during a family Easter party one time. <laughs> I remember doing that uh, on a Saturday. Was that Terre Haute? No, it was here in Indianapolis. But oh, uh, with, okay. my, with my family here on a Saturday in April watching the Notre Dame spring game on NBCSN. <laughs> I remember when it switched over from versus to NBCSN. I remember watching the very second. I, I was actually tuned in for both of these switchovers from Versus to NBCSN and from Speed uh, to FS1. I was tuned in for the minute they switched over. Wow. So uh, it's like it's like when uh, the net when all, when the office was off of Netflix, people tuned in to watch the Netflix watch the office run out on Netflix. It's kind of the same thing. It's wow. really sad. It is. Uh, I don't think many people miss Speed or Versus though. I miss Versus because it's versus. funny. It's just a cool network. It is it is kind of funny. A little nostalgic for it. Like That's something you can pull out one day and be like, hey, you remember Versus? Remember yeah. watching the NHL, the Stanley Cup on Versus? Because yeah. I don't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Versus, NBCSN. Versus to, me, versus to me felt like a channel where you would watch Monster Truck Rally. Yes. And and NBCSN feels like a network where, all right, you're going to see sports, but they're not going to be – I mean, you're not getting the NFL and you're not getting good college football, okay? that You're going to get soccer, you're going to get hockey, and you're going to get racing, and you're going to like it. It felt like a second-tier sports network. I watched it because there were sports I care about on there. I care about IndyCar. I watched some hockey occasionally, uh, so I would tune in for that. but, But beyond that, there was never really a point. Well, they'd always have the best sports in the Olympics because they'd always have uh, – what's the one where he's shooting a rifle on a horse? Biathlon or what, what was that called again? Uh, Bi- biathlon is on skis. No, what's the uh, what's the one where uh, you shoot you shoot a rifle with a horse? What's that one? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's not 
Javelin. What is it? Um, Javelin. I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. The one where you shoot the horse, or not shoot the horse. But don't shoot the horse. The love of God, do not shoot the horse. No, unless it's <laughs> legs. Um, unless it's. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but uh, you know, and with the changing market of television, TV is dying. Streaming is going to be king. Is king, I would say. Uh, it makes sense for them to to cut their losses here because uh, you don't want to be stuck with a cable channel nobody's watching when it's really too late to get out and have, have not lost all this money. So it does make some sense to me. I get it. So uh, I also, just real quick, and I know this kind of has nothing to do with it, but I've noticed that Marquee Sports Network, when they're not doing tub stuff, which I enjoy that network quite quite much, um, Thank God Xfinity got it. But it's been doing like college football and like some different other sports in the offseason. So I'm pretty uh, impressed. What kind of college football? Not very good college football. Like William and Mary versus Kansas. But huh. you know. I'm guessing those are ones I don't know. That that seems like something they would play on like Fox Sports Midwest. Yeah, it's overflow. I think it's overflow. It might, it might be like they just need the rights to something to show. So like, hey, we'll show this in simulcast with uh, Fox Sports Ohio, Fox Sports Indiana, whatever. Um, but, but NBCSN, well, it's getting back to the point here. It was a decent network. Never really broke through the ceiling that uh, FS1, I think. I think FS1 got through and FS1 is kind of accepted as the alternative to ESPN. NBCSN just felt like the the forgotten younger brother, the middle child of the of the networks. I think, well. I think FS1's overrated. I don't. I don't I'm think. not. I don't know if it's overrated or not, but I think it's been accepted because it has programs people care about, like Skip and Shannon. Uh, and it actually, yeah. I mean, does it though? But what it has mostly is it has sports people care about. There are actual college football games on there. The Big Ten plays games on there. The Big Twelve plays games okay. on there. Uh, the Pac-12 plays games on there. The Mountain West plays games on there. Uh, there's college basketball people care about. So much Big Ten basketball is on FS1. A- MLB, NASCAR. There, There is stuff people care about on there. And whether or not we want to admit it, college football <laughs> in the Big Ten and the Big 12 is just a bigger deal to most Americans than the NHL and IndyCar and the English Premier League is. That's just how it is. And you know whether we want to admit it or not, having those events versus major college football and college basketball in the NFL and even baseball and baseball playoffs uh, like Fox sports one has it made NBCSN feel like a second rate sports network sucks, but it's just how it is. Well, Pat, thank you for coming on my man. It's a really sad day, but we still got a year left. Of yeah. It, so uh, appreciate you it's going to be on. the rest of the IndyCar season uh, this year until I eventually have to, Maybe we, give uh, in the Peacock Premium. We need to get Chris Olave. Well, there's already an Ohio State connection and, with uh, 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 Graham Rahal. He wore an Ohio State uh, football-themed uh, racing suit and helmet one time. All right, man. Well, hey, come on next time. We'll talk We'll talk some other stuff. And uh, March Madness is right around the hey, corner. Hey, we're getting close. Are my boilers beat your Hoosiers? Uh, well, Indiana beat Iowa last night, so uh, – and uh okay all right we'll see they'll play again hey good on you tommy see you next time